want it to get too heavy and feel really overloaded. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty funny. That guy's an idiot. Alright, well David's back. The big vapor over here. The big vapor, my bad. Did you Did watch the new episode of uh, Atlanta? No, oh no, I forgot. Yeah, it's very good. Bape makes a cameo. Someone's wearing some bape in it. Bape? I think someone's been wearing bape in almost every episode of Atlanta since season three. Really? Yeah. That yeah, makes sense. Paperboy wears it frequently. Yeah. I think this season so far is my favorite season. It's pretty solid, yeah. This is a good family episode of Atlanta. Cool. Mm -hmm. You get to explore the family of Paperboy and Earn. Hold up. Oh. Your game is all jacked up. Here we go. Let me let me check make sure none of the buttons are pressed. This is all stuff I should have taken care of before we started recording. Okay. And you know, I think at this point, Darius is the character whose lifestyle I envy the most. He doesn't work. Yeah, he <laughs> makes money. <laughs> so it gets to go on hilarious misadventures. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, it's seemingly no reason really. Yeah, there's no reason really. Like he's just like Ern's buddy and his roommate. Yeah, and he goes on all the tours. He's dressed really nice every episode. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get on anyone's nerves. I mean, he like gets on people's nerves, but like in, in a way that they still ways. they still like him. Yeah, he makes enough money to buy that the rainbow keyed piano. I don't that, remember that the Teddy Perkins episode. Oh, okay. In my opinion, this is controversial. One of the worst episodes of Atlanta. Really? I thought that episode was funny. I don't like it. I don't like the Teddy Perkins character. I don't like the whole. I don't like that it was Donald Glover playing Teddy Perkins. Really. Yeah. I kind of... You I didn't like the dad museum? I find, like, the intense uh, makeup type archetype, like, just totally disguising someone as a different character to be kind of annoying. Hmm. I don't know. It's not my favorite episode, but... Like, okay, I but thought the dad museum was funny. Sure. The dad who drops off Emilio Estevez in the breakfast club. Like all the greatest dads. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I thought that was a funny dad to single out. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I don't know. I mean, we were talking about X and Pearl earlier. Yeah. Brand new movie, Pearl. Uh, Based on the George Steinbeck shorts. No, not actually. Never seen it. Never seen that George Steinbeck. <laughs> Didn't catch that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like in X, how she's dressed as both. Does she play? Wait, did I say George Steinbeck? I think John, I said George Steinbeck, Steinbeck also. You idiot! Damn it! You made me. You made stupid, never make me look stupid again. Stupid, stupid. What if you've never even seen a John Steinbeck movie? Uh, Dan and David here, by the way introduce ourselves Dan Quinn Dan the the big the big vapor and David Benoit did I call myself the big vapor no it uh, doesn't matter this you is know, Dan Quinn and David Benoit here you know what so like um I tried a CBD vape pen recently yeah and you got lifted <laughs> 
Uh, no, because I've tried CBD products in the past, and they usually just make me more anxious. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, because you're worried you're going to get arrested. <laughs> you know, the, the feds are going to bust down my door, and the feds are going to do a sweep on my CBD. I don't know, man. But this one, I was like, okay, this I kind of feel a little more calm, I guess. Um, but then over the course of a week, I was just like, in my head, I'm like, man, I could really go for that CBD vape again. And I'm like, why do I keep... I could really go for that, ooh, CBD vape available. <laughs> I was kind of like, why do I keep wanting to hit the vape? Uh, and then I realized there's nicotine in it. And I'm like, what? isn't that kind of fucked up? <laughs> that is weird. That, why is that in there? <laughs> it's like CBD and nicotine in case you you know want to be able to not stop hitting the, <laughs> the yeah that's probably why they put CBD it in there to assure people are going to keep buying it yeah it was a because br- otherwise why is it, no one's going to be like well I, you know i feel okay now i don't really need the cbd <laughs> but if you got nicotine in it because you know a weed vape you know people that's already got something that's going to keep people coming mm. the addictive substance known <laughs> as cannabis <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was the thing. I'm like, am I like, after trying this once, am I psychologically dependent on CBD? Like, what is happening? Why am I so like stressed out about not hitting the vape? And then it's like, oh. But uh, anyway, this is funny if you got into (laughs) (laughs) just constantly cheating CBD. (laughs) Uh, I've tried like the oil and stuff, like Mm -hmm. the 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 dropper. Hmm? Putting it in your car so your car feels that. <laughs> Replace my motor oil with CBD. <laughs> uh, just the the chillest motor. Yeah. You know what my car has been doing recently what? is um, if I have the air turned off, which for a long time I just kind of had it on all the time, like just to get I don't know, just to like regulate the temperature in there. Not like my air conditioning, but just the the I hit the button and the the air blows in the yeah. car. Anyway, um, now when I turn it off and I just have the windows down, like it'll just kick on randomly. That is weird. But you know, my car is like almost ten years old at this point. Are those your New Balances? Where? Probably not. I can't even see. No, I'm wearing my shoes. I think those are my dad's. Oh, okay. Did you buy them for him? I don't and think you're so. Going through New Balance phase, where you're like, yeah, did you get these sick New Balances? Nah, I mean New Balance is one of those like dad core shoes brands that um, they just kind of like like Carhartt or something. They just decided to make a fashion forward push, and now everyone wears New Balance. Hmm. Um, although I haven't purchased a pair in quite a long time. Uh, we kind of have an elephant in the room here. It's uh. Not not third mic exactly, but an, a decades-old wooden billy club I found in my old closet that my grandpa must have put there because it's my grandpa's old house. It's got, like, masking tape covering the handle. Uh, I'm glad there's no, like, bits of hair or dried blood on it because that, that would be worrisome. Although it's kind of dinged up, so I don't know. The end is pretty gnarled. Yeah. Like a cigar someone's been hawking on for a while. Me and David were both hitting, uh, there's like a big sumo chair, which is like a, a premium beanbag or something. 
that was sitting on my old bed. Do you think you could hit a home run with this? Uh, I don't know if it has enough, like... No, definitely not. <laughs> Maybe it was longer. The pitcher would know how to deal with you immediately, probably. <laughs> well, yeah, I could hit a foul ball and then charge the charge the mound with the billy club and see what happens. No, no, no. We were hitting this bean bag. We well, could do that with a regular baseball t- a baseball bat too, though. True, but the, see, the billy club is if you're like running and you have the billy club sticking straight up in your fist, I mm-hmm. think it's a lot easier to charge at someone with it than with a baseball bat because of the uneven distribution of weight on the bat. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of top-heavy. Yeah, but if you're a professional baseball player, you're pretty strong. You can end up like hitting yourself in the head with the bat on accident. You know, if you're uh, Barry Bonds, you're you're jacked up. Mm. Yeah. Or was he, was he was on the gas, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Try to remember the baseball players that got busted. Yeah, him, Sammy Sosa... Uh, Derek, Jose Canseco Derek Jeter I believe I don't know if he got busted actually But Jose Canseco is on it right? I think so I don't know I watched something about it Where there was like the fans were chanting Steroids Steroids <laughs> I think at Jose Canseco <laughs> They're encouraging him to continue Yeah yeah <laughs> They thought it was cool I think it's kind of cool I mean why not just, uh, I think this point's been made before, but why not just get every baseball player, like, jacked out of their minds? Like, that would be the most, that would be more entertaining, I think, if everyone was just, like, a hulking, uh, you know. Yeah, wrestling, too, same thing. Like, why not let them just do it, you yeah. know? <clears throat> yeah. Huh? I think we kind of lost the thread. We were talking about something. and then. Well, now we're talking about something new. Okay. Like, what sport do you think it's like, well, why do you need to take steroids to do this sport? Because uh, I, as a like, kid, had that thought about baseball. Like, why are you taking steroids for something like baseball? Right. But you I guess it does help hit the ball hard as hell. I guess so. Right? That's why they do it. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's mostly... Like, or maybe I, for pitching. I don't know. I don't think pitchers really take steroids. I think it probably makes you, like, more stiff, like... I think pitchers require like a full range of motion. Hmm. I mean, you know, maybe they're doing speed or something. I don't know. Well, like I was thinking about because, like, uh, when uh, it was announced that the head coach of the Celtics, Ime Udoka, was getting a season-long suspension, mm-hmm. they didn't come out and say why yet, right off the bat. Yeah. So some someone immediately was like, he was distributing PEDs to the players. What are PEDs? Performance enhancing drugs. Oh, okay. And I'm like, like steroids? Like, uh, you gotta... basketball players really need steroids? I don't really think so. Right. Fo- football players and steroids? You'd think, but I've never really heard anything about that. Yeah. Hockey players, you never hear anything about steroids. No. Yeah, I think, like, it's mostly the, like, stationary sports. Imagine, like, <laughs> like a bowler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on steroids. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Huh? Golf. Go- yeah. Tennis. Tiger Woods was steroided <laughs> out. Ten- yeah, I mean, maybe golf. I don't know. If it actually does make you, like, stronger, like, it give- if it gives you more, like... Does it make you stronger? Does this give you muscle mass? I don't really Dude, understand. I don't know. I thought it was all just, like, water, basically. Like, fluid just pumps up your muscles, makes you look thick. Yeah, that's why bodybuilders, the dumbest sport, not a sport, really, <laughs> do it. 
less of a sport than like a beauty pageant, like competitive gaming, to be honest. Yeah, uh, they're more of athletes than professional gamers. Yeah, professional so. gamers are not athletes. I'll say I, I'll die saying that. That's <laughs> my last breath. Is it's true. Ninja's not an athlete. <laughs> yeah, they make all their money sitting down. They're yeah. basically like well, o- office workers. I got so annoyed. I heard someone make the argument. It's like, well, when you think about it, like, they're working their thumbs faster than anybody. It's like, who fucking cares? <laughs> so does someone at an office job. They're not athletes. <laughs> yeah. Fair. If you can't hurt yourself, that's my thing. It's You're not an athlete if there's no chance that you're going to get hurt doing what you're doing. What about a sitcom where um, it's like The Office, but they're all uh, esports people? Mm. Like Ma- Michael kinda... Scott is ninja, and maybe like the no, whole booty pie, booty pie. Uh, <laughs> he's he, Michael Scott. He can work in the warehouse. He's canceled. No, no, no. He's Michael Scott. <laughs> oh, he's okay. gotta be. Think about it. <laughs> hmm. Who in the office right, is the most it. likely to say the N word? Michael Scott. That's true. It, actually, that he does. He does. Yeah, he's <laughs> true. He does. <laughs> <laughs> he does say it. <laughs> And the office was a. Uh... Back when the office was something I could get behind. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the. The office bu- started off very funny. It did. Yeah. Steve Carell's Michael Scott. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've heard talk to a lot of people who are like, yeah, he's my least favorite part of the show. It's like, why? Because he's funny? Yeah. He's the funniest character? <clears throat> Yeah, he's almost too silly to have any, like, dramatic narrative. And then when he does, it's just so out there that uh, it makes it good, you know? Yeah. Like, like his whole know. thing with Jan, the the one, like, his one boss. Yeah. That he's, who he's, like, in the on-off relationship with. <laughs> he's got that with. picture where he's like, he's, like, pointing at her while she's in a bikini or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just I I, I love how he keeps getting a vasectomy and then getting a reverse vasectomy. <clears throat> what about I don't know the scene? I don't have to talk about the office because it's kind of. <laughs> There's already a podcast for that. Yeah, and it's like not the funniest show of all time, but Michael Scott is very funny. Yeah. Um, the, where he's like, you know, most people go into bankruptcy because they buy things they don't need, but you're buying things that nobody needs. You have twelve magic kits here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is such a good. What is the core blaster nine thousand? <laughs> uh, you know it works your core, your leg core, your arm core. <laughs> I love the episode where he has Jim and Pam over, and he's like <laughs> bragging about his TV. But he's like, "Yeah, it's a plasma screen. It's like twenty inches big. Yeah, it's just the smallest TV." Anyway, uh, enough about the office. Well, I yeah. Maybe if someone like uh like Cloud Nine is kinda like works at the office, but what would a gamer gaming team even do like for eight hours a day? Write essays on why they're they are athletes <laughs> and they deserve the same respect yeah. as like po- uh, Tom Brady or yeah. LeBron James. Oh yeah, they would just post all day. That would be a funny bit, is Generate. Ninja like going to some sort of like ESPN convention and like try like there's a photo of like it's like tom brady um lebron james mm-hmm. uh Derek jeter and i don't know uh hockey sydney crosby i don't know that's 
Mm. I don't know if he's even plays still, but what, Steve Eiserman. Let's just say let's I don't know Steve Stephen Crosby. Huh? Sidney Crosby? Oh, I thought you said like from Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Never mind. No, whatever. That's um, David Crosby, anyway. I can't think of who like the hottest, who like the top hockey player is right now. Um, just beats me. And then like Ninja's like, yeah, dude, let me let me get in this picture real quick. You know, mm-hmm. civilians out there don't understand what kind of pressure we're under. He's trying to speak for the rest of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> civilians. <laughs> yeah, uh, me and LeBron, my colleague here, LeBron. Yeah. You know, uh, honestly, no one in the office really strikes me as like they would be a, a game, like a streamer, you know. Maybe Ryan. Dwight. Yeah, Dwight would be really good at... He would play, like, Dwarf Fortress or some shit. But What's uh, that one game? I mean, they do play... There is Oregon episode. Trail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, streaming that. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. New topic. Yeah. I pulled up this um, list from Slash Film... Mm-hmm. Speaking of sitcoms, fourteen underrated Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, let me hear them. I've probably seen all of them. Check out how ridiculous this uh, opening paragraph Number is, one, though. The highlight episode. Seinfeld is one of the best comedy shows of its era, possibly all time. For what it's worth, uh, I mentioned IndieWire the list. And, uh, Seinfeld radically reinvented television comedy in a way that is impossible to replicate. With the shift towards streaming, prestige comedy, and shorter, more contained episodic arcs, Seinfeld is a relic of its era that endures decades later because there is so little out there quite as funny. Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld didn't just strike gold, they invented it. They struck oil. Literally. They struck a pipeline that blew up and they died. Uh, Central Park. All right. Season one, episode two, the stakeout. The stakeout. What's that? Was that the one with? No, yeah, I'm thinking of a different episode. What's the stakeout? The apparently, did you know Dan DeVito was original? Was maybe going to be George Costanza? No. That sounds like a move similar to why Dan DeVito was on. It's always sunny, though. You know what I mean? Like get a star in there. Mm-hmm. Uh. Jerry's reticent to discuss. Oh, I couldn't other- even imagine Danny DeVito as George Costanza now. It's so weird, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess it would uh, hit home that George is an Italian guy. Yeah, yeah I maybe, feel like yeah. George is just sort of East Coast ambiguous. Yeah, like he could be like mm-hmm. any ethnicity. You know, he could be like Puerto Rican. Yeah, Dominican or something, or maybe Greek. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. People yeah. forget he's Italian. Um, I could see maybe Danny DeVito subbing in for Newman. Yeah, I, think, I could see. I, that. I think well, him and uh, Kramer would have good chemistry. For sure, but I couldn't buy Danny DeVito as a mailman. True. That yeah, it doesn't seem practical. I mean, and I don't know why. What Wayne Knight? You don't buy him as a mailman? Yeah. I, I, hmm. I don't know. As someone who works in the parcel business. <laughs> There's a lot of Newmans running around. Uh, but anyway, G- uh, 
Jerry's genuinely concerned about Elaine's feelings. Uh, Jerry's reticent to discuss other women around Elaine, not wanting to hurt her feelings. They don't even say what the episode's about. I know this. I think I know this episode, and it's not that great. Here's a shot of them. They're like in a video store together. I don't know. Is it? Anyway, moving on. The no, I know this episode. It's not that great. It's like an early season, like forgettable episode. It's kind of one of those early episodes that feels more like any other sitcom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there's like they're actually trying to broach a topic about like, you know, they used. To, it's not that great of an episode. Uh, the Bus Boy, season two, episode twelve. The Bus Boy is pretty good. Yeah. Well, what do you think about the Bus Boy? I don't think I've seen this one. You haven't? Where they keep fucking up that guy's life? Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, next one, season the Pen, season three, episode three. That is a pretty funny episode. Astronaut Pen. Yeah, any episode where Jerry goes to uh, Del Boca Vista. Go to visit his parents. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Jack Clampus. I think that's one of the first Clampus episodes. Interestingly, the episode is the only one not to feature George. Hmm. Reportedly, Jason Alexander threatened to quit, fearing that it signaled a decline in his role in favor of Louis Dreyfus. Hmm? He was afraid that Elaine was usurping George. Yeah, well, they really showed her, huh? Next one, The Stranded, season three, episode ten. What's that one? Uh, All of these sound like they could be a different episode that I'm thinking of. Like when I heard that The Stranded, I thought it was maybe the limo episode. Well, here's they... a screen cap from it. Oh, that's the one where that guy, yeah, where they're like left at the party. They're the last ones at the party because Kramer's picking him up and he can't find the house. Oh yeah, I remember this one. And then he picks him up. I was like, hey, you better bundle up. I don't have uh, my windows don't go up and it's pretty cold out there. Yeah. Uh, any joke about Kramer's car is pretty funny. Yeah. The Opera, season four, episode nine. That's um, the one where Joe Davola is dressed like a clown. Yeah. The original clown sighting. Yeah. <laughs> How's that one? You like that one? Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, most of season four is pretty good. Season 4, episode 14, The Movie. Is that... What happens in that one? Is that the one where they're just trying to navigate going to a movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that one's good. That's with the really old hot dog or something? The Paragon? Or is that a different one? I think that's a different one. I think you're thinking of the one where uh, Kramer gets in tight with the guys at the the Revival Theater. Okay. Uh, something about the multiplex. Elaine hates the multiplex. George and Elaine get in a gangbusters exchange about money owed. Just, I don't like the way this article's written. They're not very good at describing the episode. No, they they don't even bother to describe the episode. They just say what's good about it. The Barber, season five, episode eight. Yeah, that episode course, is. That's a good one. That's a heater. But now, it, now it's like okay, that's a killer. These I don't think these are underrated episodes. The barber is hilarious. The bar like that's one of the ones I remember. I watched that Ed with a hands. <laughs> but I mean, I'm thinking like I've seen all, most of these episodes like aired in reruns on TBS. Yeah, and you know they I don't think they would show like every episode of Seinfeld. I think they would kind of show like the same like forty, fifty probably episodes. 
I don't know, The Stall, season five, episode 12. Is well, What's that one? Listen to this first sentence. You can't spare a square. Entire episodes of Seinfeld can be reduced to the one word or, or phrase that often inexplicably elevates it to a realm of comedy nirvana. I mean, Seinfeld was the nirvana of comedy, you know? <laughs> Uh, Michael Richards is kind of the Kurt Cobain <laughs> when he killed himself on uh, stage at uh, the Laugh Factory. Yeah, and uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is kind of like the Dave Grohl, you know. Her career is like the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then George is definitely... Uh, no, George is Pat Smear. <laughs> you know? Okay, Jamie Gertz is in this one. Well, wait, uh, the stall does have one of my favorite one-off Seinfeld characters. Who's that? Um, Tony, the cool guy that George is obsessed with. They don't mention Tony. He go he goes rock climbing. Yeah, he goes rock climbing with Tony because he wants to show him how cool he is, and then they accidentally like. They're like rock climbing, and they don't latch something right, so Tony falls like an amazing height okay. and like smashes his face on a rock. <laughs> And Elaine is worried that he's not going to be <laughs> handsome anymore. <laughs> and he's wearing, like, the stupid <laughs> face mask. And, like, George is like, Tony, I'm so sorry. Please, I got you a comic book. And he's like, get lost, dude. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> it's pretty good. he's, like, talking to, he's telling some inane story to George. Where he's like, so I told him, hey, dude, you better step off. <laughs> and George is like, you told him step off? Okay, I remember that, yeah. It's remarkably relevant and sensationally funny. Which episode? With Seinfeld trading in the universality of its minute observations by predicting an entire episode on Elaine's petty frustrations with a stranger who wouldn't lend her a square toilet paper. It's not the first or last time Seinfeld would visit this realm. But the... Nevertheless. I hate... What is this... But I feel like that's not even like this the choice the funniest aspect of that episode. Yeah, they're not even talking about the way how funny Tony looks with that stupid <laughs> shit on his face. Season five, episode twenty-one, The Hamptons. Oh yeah, that episode's you have rocking. to see the baby. Yeah, that's the one where they all see George's girlfriend's boobs, but not George. Oh, uh, it's the shrinkage one. Yeah, again. Is this underrated? Like this, the shrinkage thing is one of the most famous aspects of Seinfeld. Yeah, I was in the pools like a huge line. Even if you don't watch or know Seinfeld, you may know the shrinkage bit. Yeah, it's a schizophrenic organism. Season six, episode two, the big salad. Come on, like th- these are just popular episodes of Seinfeld now. Now, if I may, I don't remember that episode very well. With the big salad. I remember the big salad, but I don't remember much else about it. George flailing his hands about complaining loudly about the big salad. I remember that, but I don't remember the <laughs> consequences of him buying the big salad. Um, Elaine asks George to pick up a big salad from Monks, and he does so with his new girlfriend, Julie. Jerry's apartment, Julie hands Elaine the salad, and she thanks her. George is unreasonably frustrated that Julie got credit for the big salad he bought. So he tells Elaine... Lane irritated that George would be so petty, tells Julie, and Julie calls it off with George. Hmm. Mm, they don't really say anything else about the episode. <laughs> I mean, they do, but it's just like waxing poetic about whatever. 
The Kiss Hello, episode six, ep- or season six, episode sixteen. I don't remember this one. No, I don't either. Kiss Hello. He's introduced. George is introduced to Elaine's friend Wendy, physical therapist with a terrible haircut. George makes an appointment, but when a family emergency arises, he has to miss it, resulting in a cancellation fee. George is incensed, even more so when Wendy herself cancels an appointment with no notice. I I do remember that one. I don't remember what the kiss hello has to do with it, but I remember it's like uh, Elaine hates her friend's haircut so much that they try to set up because it's like they've already established Kramer will say whatever to anyone, Mm. as he proved later on in uh, real life. (laughs) Um, So they... uh, Try to set up a meeting of the two where he'll insult her haircut, but instead he's like, oh, I love your haircut. Hmm. And there's an Uncle Leo subplot in that one. No, they don't say what it is, though. Season 7, episode 23, The Wait Out. Um, so this is after Larry Davis left the show. Uh... He left in season seven. I guess so. Carrie Elwes is in Because I like those later seasons a lot. I don't know if Carrie Elwes was in an episode of Seinfeld. He is? Who? Uh, dude, uh, the guy from Princess, uh, Di- or Princess Bride. And uh, some other stuff. The guy who looks like Andrew. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, for the George's longtime fiance Susan, uh, is this the no? This isn't where Susan dies, but it's spoilers for Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, uh yeah, this doesn't really explain what happens in the episode. Oh uh, wait, Elaine and Jerry consider themselves to be two of the most eligible singles in the city. For years, they've been waiting for the Lookners. The They've been wait. Oh, these oh, two yeah. are married, and they're like waiting for them to get divorced or something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Susie, season eight, episode fifteen. I remember that one. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Where uh, one of Elaine's older coworkers thinks that her name is Susie, but she like talks to her and is talking shit about Elaine to oh. who she presumes is Susie, but is really Elaine. Okay, that's kind of funny. Uh, okay. Here's interesting. In this episode, they oh that one has, that one has a really good ending because then like they're trying to like, I think Elaine works up like, look, Susie's dead, or something. <laughs> they have like a fake funeral for this woman who never existed. <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, season nine, episode seventeen, the bookstore. It's uh. Don't recall. The bookstore. Jerry, George, and Kramer are shopping at Brentano's, a long-gone bookstore chain. Jerry's Uncle Leo is shoplifting. George takes a coffee table book into the bathroom. Yeah, okay, I remember that. Okay, yeah, I know this one. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I brought stuff I plan on buying at bookstores into the bathroom with me all the time. Uh, So, yeah, that's the... Uh, that's, That's the list. That's the list. That's an underwhelming list. I was really hoping the parking spot was going to be in there. Did you look into that uh, Jerry Seinfeld Halloween picture book? 
No. They sent you the picture of? No, it freaked me out, though. Yeah, it was awful. It's it, like Say Cheese and Die or something. <laughs> it may as well be a Goosebumps book. Yeah. <laughs> the newest entry in Goosebumps in 2013. I think that's when it was published. Yeah, last year. <laughs> last year? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, that, that gave me Seinfeld. That's wild that that came out, like, right at the height of me, like... Like, I don't know, I grew up... I don't know about you. I, I grew up watching Seinfeld, but it, like, didn't really become a show that's like, oh, I like this show a lot until, like, around, like, 2012, 2013 for me. Yeah. Just because I... And it's like, this was coming out right under my nose. Just because I watched so much Seinfeld... Oh, wait, no, this was originally published in 2002. What am I... T- I don't know what I'm on about. Oh. Oh, fuck. He just made me just divulge all that information for no <laughs> fucking reason. It also came with a an audiobook of Jerry Seinfeld, re- a CD of Jerry Seinfeld reading the book. Hmm. Probably enhanced the comedy of the book, I'm sure. Right. Probably just his classic bit about the store-bought Superman costume. Yeah. Hey, um, can we take a quick break and we'll be right back? Yeah. Okay. Dracula. We're back, baby. Hey, what do you think of the way Wolverine dresses? So, like, which Wolverine are we talking about? The classic yellow costume. I think it looks kind of stupid. Yeah, I think in a practical sense it's stupid. Why is his... I don't like how jagged his mask is. Yeah, you could get a hold on him. <laughs> it's so pointy. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are those made of? Also, why do the X-Men all do their own thing? Because <laughs> they're all unique. I guess so. It's kind of like a compilation What's up album. What's with all the trench coats and the X-Men? Who's got Ju- trench coats? Jubilee wears that yellow raincoat. Oh, you've lost me. I don't know who that is. Oh. Idiot. Gambit <laughs> wears a trench coat. <laughs> Who is Gambit? You, uh, come on, you don't know who Gambit is? <laughs> the Cajun. Was there a Gambit movie? There was supposed to be. <laughs> Gambit was in X-Men Origins Wolverine. He like touches things. He can charge them up to make them explode. <laughs> he throws cards. <laughs> uh, he says stuff like Mona Me. I don't he know also why. carries around a pole for some reason. <laughs> Is this all true? Yeah. Wow. Who no, else? I... You don't know Beast? Um, The blue hairy guy? Okay, yeah. I didn't think that. I thought that was Nightcrawler. They're both blue. <laughs> There's Nightcrawler, Beast, and Mystique. She's blue? She's blue, yeah. Hmm. Dabba dee, dabba die. Sounds like you don't know jack shit about X-Men. Oh, there's Rogue, right? Yeah. Is she the lightning one? No, that's Storm. <laughs> okay. Rogue. What does Rogue do? She, like, touches people and drains their life. Okay. She's, like, a toxic girlfriend. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know Professor X. And Wolverine. I know Cyclops. Yeah. That's about it. Jean Grey. Magneto. Wait, why does Jean Grey have a normal name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, she became Phoenix later. Okay. She she wasn't an X-Man uh, initially? 
No, she was. Okay. She's one of the first five. The Thing? No, that's Fantastic Four. That's Fantastic Four, yeah. Do they have an equivalent, like, big, chunky guy? Beast. Oh, okay. There's Beast, Colossus. That's kind of it, I guess. Is there, like, a healing uh, X-Man? Like, heals people? I don't think so. Hmm. I was just thinking of, like, classic... Think if you die in the game, you die in real life, you know? <laughs> and, Definitely uh, not Rogue. She's not healing nothing. Magneto showed up and the game done changed. Rogue's kind of like the Luan of X-Men. From King From of the King Hill? From King of the Hill, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's how I always kind of interpreted her. <laughs> I don't understand what that means. She kind of has, like, a similar... I don't know. I always imagine her... She's, like, a southern girl. So I was, like, in my head... When I, if I'd read a comic and Rogue was in it, she'd be like, Charles... I was wondering if I could go to the Garth Brooks concert. <laughs> All I right. borrow the truck to go to the Garth Brooks concert. Yeah, I mixed up. Uh, my boyfriend, my Cajun boyfriend Gambit are going to go. <laughs> and it's like, oh, let me, let me show y'all a card trick. Yeah. No, Gambit talks like, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Dale, I'm trying to go to the Garth Brooks concert with. The rain. <laughs> I love to see Steven Root in the X Men movies. Yeah, as Gambit. And I'd then, watch uh, it. I'd watch it if you got like Mike Judge, Steven Root. No, nah, Gambit's more like Boomhauer. He's gonna show up. God dang old, you know. God dang old, going down to the bayou. You don't dang you. You don't want to see God Brooks. Yeah, God. Got, got Wait, no one to hold him. When you said Louie. <laughs> When you said Luann, I thought you meant uh, what's her name, but uh, Bobby's friend, their neighbor, Connie. Uh, Con- yeah, Con's daughter. Yeah, Connie. Con, Con Junior. Con Junior. <laughs> <laughs> little little Con. Hmm. Huh. Well, uh. Dad. <laughs> that's uh. I like to imagine Bobby as Professor X. No, he's more like Professor X is Cotton. Oh, good idea. Get out of there. I killed 50 men. <laughs> With my mind. Data, I killed 50 men. <laughs> so what's up? You, you watched Star Trek Lower Decks yet or, or what? No. Well, when did I say I was going to watch Lower Decks? Oh, you didn't. I just thought if I showed you how cute the characters were, <laughs> you might be like, all right, I'll I check this out. I don't even have out. Paramount Plus. I don't give a shit about Star Trek, so you need to watch this and report back. Tell me if I'm not caught up on every episode of every every Ten, Star Tendi Trek series. Though, does anything cute? That's how I'm doing it. I watched most of the original series. You have to watch like 500 hours of Star Trek so that you can watch <laughs> Star Trek Lower Decks. <laughs> yeah. I'm not skipping a second. I need to understand every reference in Star Trek Lower Decks. Yeah. As it is a superior Star Trek. I think people actually do like that show. They do, yeah. Maybe it's better. It's supposed to be pretty good. Better than whatever they're doing Live now. Discovery? Yeah. I've heard, yeah, I think I've heard better things about Lower Decks than Discovery. Cuter characters too, probably. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Rock News? Sure, yeah, we can talk about Rock Legend. James Madison's flute. Right. Getting touched by Lizzo. You saw the video. I, I did. I did see so the video. So I read someone say that that was at like a 
press conference in Washington, or like it was like a a big DC convention. But then I just also read that it was just at a concert she was doing in DC. I have no idea. You know, I have a professor right now who who works at the Library of Congress. I should ask him what's up. Yeah, ask should... like why Lizzo seems to be in tight with the deep state. Uh, maybe I'll call him right now. Yeah, uh, is Lizzo a member of the deep state? <laughs> the no. uh, she does seem to have a weird uh, adjacent status to like government figures. You notice? Yeah, she, I think she may have been sucked into the inner circle. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it was like the she was like, what was that? Who was, was it? Pete Buttigieg, who was like, I just took a DNA a DNA test, and it says I'm 100 percent next to Lizzo right now, or something like that. Yeah. That made Lizzo look cool, though. Really? I mean, if you're standing next to Pete Buttigieg, yeah, you're going to look cool. And if he references one of your songs horribly in that way, then... Yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. Well, so here's what I remember happening in the video. It's been a few days, so I probably have completely forgotten it, as I forget everything after a few days. But... Someone walks out on stage with the flute, presents it to her. Everyone's cheering, going bananas for this flute. She's hyping up. She's like holding it. She kind of like holds it out, like presenting, like it's the holy grail. It or looks something. like a recorder. Honestly, the flute looks pretty cool. As someone who's seen a lot of flutes in his day, yeah. Oh, you've seen a lot of flutes, huh? Mm-hmm. Cool flute. So, anyway, she she toots it. Yeah. Like once, and everyone goes crazy. You ever tooted a flute? Um, yeah, I must have tried it like once. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Went back <in> college. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> um, was it made of skin. <laughs> oh, hey, what? <laughs> I know what that is. No, uh, so she. Pete Buttigieg is like, ah, oh, yeah, uh, slay. In the background, no mic. Yeah, you just see a mouth like lip readers zoom in on as he just said slay. Uh, slay. He thought we wouldn't notice. Yeah, uh, slay. <laughs> she does like a. <clears throat> yeah, doesn't play a song, and then she and then noises with it. Even better, she does. Yeah, like, like a. Like in uh the song Black Sabbath when it's like when the guitar players do that thing, you know, the trilling. Yeah. It was pretty trill. Uh, but That'd then, be funny imagining like someone brings up like Dimebag Daryl's guitar into like a like a, a, a set and they like pick it up and they're like they're like everyone's like ah, you're just kind of looking around you just do like <laughs> and then take it off immediately. <laughs> and then she hands the flute back and then she goes history is fucking cool y'all. Yeah, I don't know. She like, said that twice, actually. Why? And that was enough. I I just stopped the video after that. Did they tell her she's not allowed to play like a full thing on it? Like, why didn't she play some like Jethro Tull on it or something? You know, that had to be the. I mean, play Aqualung on. That I don't bad really. Boy. Yeah, I don't really know what her music is like. I um, guess she plays flute. I don't know. I saw oh, yeah. pictures of her playing flute. I know she plays flute, but I don't know like what like I don't know, like a flute riff she she does or is known for. But she has to play flute. She has to know more than that. So. Yeah, it, it must have been like, listen, this flute is 200 years old. Um, just don't press any keys. 
I think maybe even going like, then what's the point of bringing the flute on stage? I don't know. Just to make people, just to make losers mad? To make founding fathers losers mad? History's fucking cool, y'all. That's the thing. I you, So I guess we were just talking about this to bring up like how funny it is. People are like, why does she get to touch the flute? I'll never get to touch the flute. Oh, you know, I didn't even dive into the, 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 the discourse over this video. It's people mad. Yeah, like, you know, people who are like gay for the founding fathers are like pissed off that Lizzo, their least favorite person of all time, got to touch the flute. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll... You know, like, at the Henry Ford Museum, they used to let people sit in the Lincoln chair? Yeah. Um, maybe they'll do... Lizzo sit in the Lincoln chair? Well, no, maybe they'll do that with the flute now. They'll just have it on a pedestal, and you can go, like... I don't know. I don't get why people mm. are so upset about her touching the flute. It's not like she, like, broke it over her knee or something. It, like. it, yeah, it was really just, like, not, like a nothing... I, I'm more confused why she took that stance when she was playing it. She played the flute for 15 seconds, and then I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I I assumed it was a concert, but it could very well be some sort of just like. But why would she be dressed like that? Just for for fun type of thing, dressed like yeah, it was like she was dressed like she was doing a concert. Yeah, she's like at like a like a Biden thing, dressed like that. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, it is funny that people are like, why does she get to touch his flute? I want to touch his flute all day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of rock news, so that was one. That was rock news. Rock legend James Madison <laughs> getting his flute touched once again. Uh, Jimmy Buffett hospitalized. Postponed margaritas. Remaining 2022 tour dates. Flipped his car. <laughs> yep. What do you think about that? Do you think, our, think he's going to pull through? Do you really think that Jimmy will pull through? <laughs> per, uh, <laughs> Buffett in a coma. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Maybe Morrissey will sing that song to him. He'll come bedside. It's like, I, I came right away when I heard the news. And then it's like, all right, here he is. He starts singing acapella, Girlfriend in a Coma to Jimmy Buffett. And he comes out. He sounds like he's wasting again in Margaritaville. Think anything will happen to him. When I heard that he was wasting again in Margaritaville, I came right away. <laughs> now let's drink margaritas. Yeah. Buffett in a coma, I know. That would be... That would make Morrissey even funnier to me as if he was a <laughs> parrot head. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Last story in rock news that I handpicked. So we talked about Alex Turner from Arctic Monkeys, of mm -hmm. Arctic Monkeys fame. He uh, made that incredible speech in 2018. No, wait. It was earlier. It was like 2014 or something. Um, And then he, you know, where he talks about rock and roll and... What was he say? I don't remember. Something about... He, it's just one of the weirdest speeches ever. But then in 2018, he brings it up again. Or someone asks him about it, and he's like, I maintain that I didn't really have another way around it, another way of justifying getting up in that room. What else was I supposed to do? To go up there and pretend that I've been dreaming about that moment since I was a kid would have been dishonest. So the point of the speech was to be, like, glib, I guess. 
Okay. And be like, yeah, I'm a rock and roll. He's also probably uh, was definitely drunk. Yeah. He's really uh, burying the lead here. He was he was off that Molly Percocet. Speaking to the Guardian in a new interview. Thank you very fu- very fu- very much. <laughs> Thank you very far. <laughs> Uh, have you ever had pho? Um, have I? Yeah, I think so. Like, not from a restaurant, though. Hmm. It so was I good. made it for you? It was good. No, it was, um, like a new, like a Annie Chung's noodle bowl or something. Oh, you bought it somewhere. Just, like, yeah, like an instant, uh, okay. like a microwave thing. Yeah, I gotta try pho. Uh, anyway, Turner is said to have... Pho, you... <laughs> Winced, sucking air through his teeth at the mention of his Brits speech. Oh, don't be the why it's awesome. <laughs> it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Asked whether the moment resembled a form of performance art that perhaps anticipated his skepticism towards the rock construct, Turner replied, That's interesting. So we're saying it's tied to AM because of the haircut and that performer a lot of ellipses in this. When you think about that in the clothes, I wasn't doing that with suck it and see or humbug. It wasn't grease in the hair, he said. Normally, the record you make encourages a certain style of performance, but thinking about the performer in relation to Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino or even upcoming album The Car. I've the cons- Car? Yeah. Or the album's called The Car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the stupidest name I've ever heard? The Car. Yeah, the car. I've considered that you can in- invert that. The performer can influence the music rather than the other way around. That's it. That made no sense to me when I read it. And it, I mean, reading I've, it again, I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? He was doing a character for AM, though, right? Like, that wasn't... Like, remember that year we thought he was the most annoying man on Earth? Yeah. No, I guess he probably was, yeah, doing a character, but, like... Wasn't... Cool. Man, take me back. <laughs> Much simpler time. Yeah. That, uh, I I don't understand. I still don't really get Arctic Monkeys. Ar- arguing with girls about how bad that album was. Take <laughs> me back. <laughs> that album is still so popular. Yeah. It was so popular for so long, too. Remember in 2015... There was a dude who was like, yeah, dude, this album's so cool. It's really inspiring. He's like, have you ever heard of this old stuff? No. He's <laughs> like, oh, this album actually kind of sucks, dick, comparatively. I was listening, speaking of British bands, I was listening to Blur on the way over here. Yeah. They're kind of good. Yeah? Yeah, speaking of British bands, I was listening to Pavement yesterday. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about Pavement? They're good. Think so? Yeah. They're not British, but they're good. That's true. <laughs> you don't like Pavement? Uh, I think Summer Babe is a very cool song. Yeah, that's fine. Is that the fine. Cut Your Hair song? No. Oh. Someone that's like... That's not the... No. Oh, wait, no. Is that how the song goes? Maybe I'm I'm thinking Big Jim. Yeah, you're thinking of that. By Ween. Or you're thinking of that's like... Yeah, that one. Yeah. I'm not that familiar with that song. I think it's probably their most popular song. 
Yeah, and I'm not familiar with it. Summer Babe. That's it, it like made my it in, point of reference for pavement. It made it into the Brady Bunch movie is all I'm saying. Well, pavement. Check him out. Wowie zowie. Yeah. That's That was my reaction when I heard pavement for the first time. And it turns out they have an album called Wowie zowie. Let me guess, Dan. You don't like pavement. But you like blur. Mm, I wouldn't even say I love, I really like either one that much. But this is my, this is actually my first foray into blur. I've okay. listened to two songs so far. Um, from their album, their 1995 al- 4 album, Park Life. I want the dogs on the cover. I even thought about Blur since I had a friend in high school who loved them. Yeah, I also know who you're, the, your friend you're referring to who yeah. loved Blur. I wonder if she still likes Blur. Hmm. Uh, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I'm not even worried about it. Um, but I was seeing my gorillas the other day. I'm like, okay, I kind of like gorillas. I loved gorillas, in fact, back in the day, back in like elementary, middle school, back in preschool. Probably. It's looking cool. Yeah, tucking the hoodie, the hood behind the ears. I could do that over a hat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have a hat too, actually. Yeah, put the hat on. Well, it's matched to up pretty good on. with our hoodies. Yeah. I'm wearing red, white, and blue because I'm a patriot. I'm wearing... For the um, Pistons. We're absolutely nothing. All right. That's not bad. Yeah. Got to fix my hood a little Your bit. Your hood's much bigger than mine. Yeah, my hood, this hood is too big, I would say. Yeah, I noticed that when you were sitting down, you had like a Emperor Palpatine look. <laughs> <laughs> you know something funny I learned about Jeffrey Dahmer recently? He loves Star Wars? He loves Star Wars Return of the Jedi because he thinks the Emperor is cool. Does that come up in the documentary? Yeah. Why? Uh, it's like he's watching movie a movie with his victim. He's like, this is uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. The Emperor is so cool, man. <laughs> I got contacts just like him. It's like, who fucking thinks? Like, I don't know. That should have been. In the, like, I don't know. I like, guess like in like a social setting, if you heard someone say, it's like, yeah, that guy eats people for sure they think the emperor is cool (laughs) uh uh, speaking of movies seen any good shit lately i rewatched west craven's new nightmare it's a good one yeah well probably my favorite horror movies to be honest i like so this happens with every movie that uses this sound effect the one from white american summer the like the vase breaking sound effect yeah Pops up in that movie. I believe it's the scene where they're like in the underground cavern and they like drop a rock, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like Freddy's lair. Yeah. Which, pretty dope lair. Yeah. But it always takes me out of it for a second. But then I got like, when I watched it, I was thinking really about because it's such a meta movie. I'm like, maybe the point was to use a really obvious generic sound effect mm. in order to you know throw off audience members like myself you know what part one part that is kind of goofy in that movie is when he she's getting the phone calls and he gets the call and it's like one two and she hangs up immediately and then it calls again so he, she answers like first coming for you <laughs> like squeezes it in really quick <laughs> that's pretty good yeah you know one thing i i hadn't seen it in a while so i, was, I couldn't remember how it ended 
So I was trying to like kind of. You ever like watch a movie that you get, you can't remember a hundred percent, or like you can remember most of, but you can't remember how it ends. So you're trying to like yeah. piece it. I got to a point where I was like, okay, so like, the little kid's dinosaur Rex. Doesn't he like in the dream? He's like a real dinosaur and he eats Freddy. Does that happen? It doesn't happen. I know that, but that was like what I was thinking in my head. Wouldn't that be cool though? Uh, Freddy sure. has to fight a dinosaur. Yeah. Kind of turn uh, turn things on his turn it on its head, you know his powers. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you think you have imagination? Well, check this out. Yeah. Because they like set it up like he's like uh, keeps Freddy at bay. Is this stuffed dinosaur? Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a good one. The million Freddies on the highway. I think just in general, it, Wes Craven does a good job. I think Nightmare on Elm Street's the best horror series. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, what's better? Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th is good, but... Scream. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Scream's cool, but... Scream is maybe not as iconic as Friday the... Th- or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Look, I like, you just named three great ones. But I'm coming off watching some really dog shit Halloween sequels. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Eh, I guess you can't take... I was going to say out of all the like classic slasher, but I feel like at this point Scream is a classic. Nightmare on Elm Street has maybe two that I think are pretty good. Out of what, seven, eight? Okay, some of them aren't very good. But I think overall, like I think one is a maybe not the best, but it's iconic. You know, we stand... Uh, <laughs> Freddy 2, mm-hmm. you know, I'd, a queer core legend movie. <laughs> three. You like three. Yeah. Four is watchable. Five no, and six. it's not. Four is weird and just gross, and I don't like it. Why is it gross? That's the one where the girl turns into the bug? Or is that five? What, what, okay, what's wrong with That's a cool way to kill somebody. Ash versus gro- Ghostface just stabbing someone makes you want to throw up. I don't like it. Versus oh, Ghostface. Okay. Well, no, but the okay with Ghostface, it's like the psychological torment of who is Ghostface. I'm never that tormented about who is Ghostface. Uh, well, Two, I am. Obviously, like, you're not. You're not in the movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess I was <laughs> picturing you at home, like, oh, <laughs> who is he? <laughs> Sweating. Me just looking up the end, like I can't. I need. I just need to know. <laughs> yeah. Um. You think? Oh, here's a. You think Matthew Lillard ever like looks up? Let's say Matthew Lillard just Google's like who is Ghostface. First image is his face. I think that's kind of like a fucked up feeling. Yeah. Well, now how can you say Friday or, you know, is Skeet better? Ulrich. How can you say Friday? Friday Thirteenth? I like a lot too. It's th- definitely better than the Halloween franchise, which has three classics. I think sheer entertainment value, on average, Friday the Thirteenth. One, there are more movies, and somehow, on average, David's got the Billy Club. <laughs> on average, uh, I think are just more entertaining. You think eight is better than? No, any but of the I mean, like that's movies? that's one awful Friday the Thirteenth movie. Five is. I mean, it's not like great, but you know, it's fine. Fake Jason, you like that shit? <laughs> facing, you like facing? 
Isn't that the one with Corey Feldman? No. No, that's four. four. Which is a good movie. I don't know. I'm just saying I like that the with the Nightmare series, you can go in any direction. There's like a lot more room for creativity than, say, Halloween. I don't know. Okay, I, I watched Halloween Kills. I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but that movie sucks balls. Yeah. Um, and then I got really drunk the next day and watched Halloween 4. I accidentally felt like, watched it again. Yeah, I know. I know. It was <laughs> Halloween 4, Revenge of Michael Myers. How was that one? Well, it felt like I was watching it through a waterfall that was so drunk. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I was like, judging it a- appropriately because I then the next day I was trying to talk to someone about it. I was like, yeah, that movie kind of sucks. Like, really? I think it's really good. And then like, <laughs> maybe I was judging it harsher because I just watched a really bad Halloween movie. Yeah, you were on the Maid of the Mist in Niagara Falls watching it on your phone, basically. Yeah. Um. There is a funny scene where Michael hijacks a semi truck, mm-hmm. <laughs> blows up a gas station. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, trying to kill Loomis. <clears throat> Maybe it's not so bad. It's just I know five allegedly sucks really bad. Six is atrocious, and Michael just looks stupid in the rest of the movies. Mm-hmm. After two, two he looks like okay. That's you got a different mask here, but which one's Paul Rudd in? Six. Oh, okay. Um, I don't remember H two. Okay, we're not talking about the Halloween movies though. Yeah, no. So with Nightmare on Elm Street, I agree it has greater potential for creativity. Yeah. But I think because there are no limits on what Freddy can do. There are no limits on what Freddy can do, more or less. Um. Sometimes I think the greater limitations of what Jason can do make it a more fun and movie when they like come up with wacky shit for him to do mm-hmm. um and i like that and i just like how bare bones like I, i've said it before i'll say it again jason is like the jock horror series or friday the 13th is the jock horror series nightmare on elm street is the art ho horror series and i for you know i gotta side with the jock series in this case then what's the nerd horror series um scream yeah, maybe it's the nerds getting their revenge on the cool guys <laughs> what is the nerd horror series hellraiser hellraiser yep yeah i That's... mean hellraiser also fits in that category though where he's like you can take this in so many directions it's just that after like two it's like a very it's diminishing returns mm-hmm. three like one is good but i was re-watching it recently and i think i've watched hellraiser too many times to really like feel like the magic anymore yeah i don't even really care that much for hellraiser to begin with i don't know i think it's a cool property um not my favorite i'm i'm trying to move on to like nightbreed that movie looks badass i started it Mm -hmm. a couple weeks a couple months ago at a friend's house and i had to leave because my ride was leaving but that movie did look sick in terms of clive barker properties Candyman's, i think far and away the best one that's a Clive Barker thing? Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, he didn't... Yeah, it's like based... It's like a story called The Forbidden. They changed it a lot. Oh, okay. Because in the original, it's like Candyman's Irish. Oh, okay. And it's in, it takes place in the UK. Um, and it's a shorter thing. So they kind of embellish a lot of it and make it in America. Um, But yeah, Candyman probably... I think I like that better than Hellraiser for sure. 
I like Hellraiser though. I don't want to make it sound like I hate Hellraiser. It's just that the, but sequels, it is for nerds. the sequels I've seen. I don't want to say it's for nerds because it's Friday the 13th for jocks. Sure. I know a lot of nerds who've liked Friday the 13th. They kept, dude, they kept cranking out those movies so like hot teenagers would just go to the drive-in and then like make out. You really think it was just not actually hot watch teenagers? The movie. And then the the, the, the real intellectuals like me are there to be like, oh, I'm actually, this is an interesting film. Oh, cool. He uh, whacked someone against a tree in their sleeping bag until they died. Cool. Which one was that? Because he doesn't Jason X, but he did it in another one before it's that. It's like five or six. Okay. Wait, he do, what, what do you mean he does it in Jason X? He when does he, it in Jason X. When he's in space? No, because remember they send him back. They like put him in like a simulation or something. Oh, he's back on. Yeah, okay. I guess that was probably just a callback to. I Dude, forgot about the, si- I haven't the seen simulation. Jason X in ten years, and I remember <laughs> Jason that Jason X is in a VR simulation. <laughs> he's in the hollow deck from Star Trek. Well, is he or something? I don't know. Yeah, I no, he is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just remembering how funny that is. <laughs> Data, we must put this man in the hollow <laughs> deck. Yeah, where's the Star Trek episode where they pick up Jason? They just need to, yeah. How do they deal with Jason? Uh, you know, I don't know if about Star and Trek to recur- know. All the characters are recurring, so they can't kill anyone off. So he's just like murdering red shirts. Yeah, in the lower decks, he gets dropped into yeah lower decks. Um, I step in to defend Tendi from Jason and blast him out the airlock, and then she okay, be- yeah. Where's Child's Play? That's like probably the Juggalo Stoner kids. That's yep, their favorite. Yes. The Twisted Kids. Yes. You're totally right. I like the Child's Play series a lot, too. I, I bailed after the second one. Two is... You know I love two. That fucking blue and pink house that he's, he's stalking around in. Yeah. Badass. The guy... Oh. Underrated scene. When J- Chucky first comes back and he kills that one like accountant or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's like driving and he's like, "Huh? Oh, hey, baby. Oh yeah. Of course I'm not gonna miss our one week anniversary. <laughs> vodka? Oh no, yeah. I- I'm about to go pick some up. Picking up vodka. It's like, all right, you're celebrating a one week anniversary. You're picking up vodka. Are you dating a teenager? <laughs> Is that the unsaid message here? Yeah. Parent, like reminiscent of like super bad where they they get the whatever gold sh- whatever gold it's called slick vodka yeah <laughs> but it's a grown man yeah yeah child's play two bang child's play three also bang yeah i haven't seen bride that. of chucky pretty good <laughs> i'm kind of intrigued by the later ones with jennifer tilly but yeah, Brian Chucky's cool. I haven't seen Seed of Chucky. John Waters is in it, though. That's the only scene I've seen. It's I've, his face melted with acid. I've heard, yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's definitely a different archetype for every horror series. Um, I did watch uh, Hocus Pocus 2. How was it? Yesterday. Was it Hocus Wocus? Um, hmm. I don't know how to answer they, that. They do, you know... It pisses me off, bro. It's got to be woke. We got to make woke hocus pocus. <laughs> hocus pocus got to be woke. So I don't understand. Uh, it was shitty, but woke. Mm. I was just kidding. I don't give a shit if it is. Yeah, I could see where people would be. They make Lizzo one of the that. witches. <laughs> there were um, former contestants of of RuPaul Drag Race uh, involved in one scene. 
the I don't know, kind of like it's there. It's like a big commercial, basically, for Walgreens, Swiffer. The part that tripped me up. This is the part where I totally. So kinda, wait, is that Walgreens commercial that that's been running like mad? Is that a scene in the movie? Is it what happens in the commercial? I haven't seen. They it. stop in at Walgreens to pick some stuff up. That that happens in the movie, but I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe it is. It's a scene in the movie. Because they go in and hey, they... Can you pause this real quick? I got to take one more break. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm not going to pause. I'm just going to keep riffing. We're actually getting to the end of the episode here, but um, David just couldn't hold it. But yeah, you know, Hocus Pocus 2 um, wasn't very good. I'm not even really a fan of the original, to be honest. Um, I do not have the the nostalgic connection that many many 90s kids do to that movie uh i don't think it's horrible you know i like sarah jessica parker is probably a probably the best witch of the three and bat midler really 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 gives it you know 110 percent like a high school football coach would say and then um what's the nina okay i can't remember her name but the third witch with the dark hair, um, you know, she's fine. She's good. Uh, but the movie kind of just doesn't really go anywhere. Oh, you know what? Doug Jones is in it. I like that guy. He actually comes back in the sequel, which was kind of neat. Um, I, but he was re- way more British than I remembered him being. Ooh, and then Tony Hale is in the new one, who I, I'm kind of done with. I mean, I like, or you know... Buster from Rest of Development. It's a good character. He's pretty funny on Veep, but I don't know. I heard his interview on WTF a while ago, and I, he's like a real Jesus-y guy, and that kind of bugged me. <clears throat> Made him less funny overall. So when I see him now, I'm like, hmm. Sam, Sam Richardson was in the new one. You know, he's uh, he's pretty funny sometimes. Oh, you're back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but so, uh, well, what happens when they go to Walgreens, um, well, first joke, they can't figure out the sliding doors because they've never seen them before. Okay. Pretty, pretty typical, you know, culture shock type of thing. Yeah. But my thing, well, my thing was like, did they not have sliding doors in 1993, the last time they were brought back to, to, from the dead or whatever? They definitely did. But I guess maybe they just didn't go anywhere that had sliding doors. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they they go directly to the beauty supply aisle and start drinking, like, face cream and stuff. So it's kind of like, you know, it's like MST3K says, never reference a better movie in your movie. Killer clowns from outer space. When the clown goes to the convenience store. Oh, yeah, they do like do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um... There is a scene later in the movie in which they whiz by someone's window and it's a gay couple watching the original Hocus Pocus. What the fuck? Makes no fucking sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, there's a part where they end up on stage. So, or, go on. How long is that scene? Like two seconds. Why? They just show the TV. It's the original Hocus Pocus. They cut to them flying by the window. That's so fucking dumb. Why would they do that? Because the thing is, like, at least... Why not, like, they can watch Casper or something similar. 
Dude, I watched Casper the other day, too. Like it? Yeah, it was all right. I like that movie. It was it's um, better than you think it's going to be. True, yeah. Casper's kind of weird, like, creepy, though. He's kind of a simp, isn't he? Yeah, he is definitely a simp. <laughs> Can I keep you? <laughs> Who plays him again? It's, um... Uh, Draco uh, Malfoy? No. <laughs> uh, no, Devin Sawa. Plays the actual kid when he comes when he becomes a Devin a Sawa? Yeah. Hmm. But you know, um not Macaulay Culkin. Okay. But yeah, uh they start drinking face cream. They take a selfie with some witches who are dressed like them. Right, because they have a reputation in this town. Um, you know, for for I guess just because they in the in the universe of the movie they existed, yeah. But there's no reason the movie Hocus Pocus would exist in this universe because they are. I mean, I don't need to spell this out for you, I guess, or our listeners. But um, I don't know. Fuck, fuck, fuck that movie. Yeah, between once you said that. They show the uh, original movie in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they wind up at a costume contest where, where it's like people trying to be like the mo- the best imitation of them, like dressed up as them. Okay, and, and they I'm like, win. Okay, this kind of makes sense. And then, oh, they don't win, actually, it was the joke. And they get pissed off, and then they cast a spell on everybody to start well, they make the band, there's a band there for some reason, start playing one way or another, but, or is that what's called, by Blonde, Blondie? Is that a Blondie song? I, I believe so, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, Which, so, so, okay, sorry, backing up. After they bust out of Walgreens, they, they go flying out, they find like one broom, like one witch's broom, and then the one finds two Roombas to start flying on. Instead of a broom. And then the other one uses a Swiffer. And so they start, once they're at the costume contest, they make everyone start dancing and singing along to one way or another. And it unlocked in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, there's a Swiffer commercial that uses this song. Hey. So, so was the movie not just a Swiffer commercial? Side I don't note. know. Speaking of Roombas, do you know they make something like that for mowing your lawn? No. Yeah, they do. That sounds <laughs> that sounds awesome. I saw it recently in person, <laughs> live. There's a mind of its own. I was so confused. Like, what the fuck is that? That's they make self-operating lawnmowers. That's so cool. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, between the two, like. Because there was that, the craft like sequel reboot thing that came out a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That was also awful. But it was the same kind of movie as Hocus Pocus, where it's like a diverse cast of teenage girls who are witches um, kind of reenacting the events of the original movie. But the, the craft reboot sequel was somehow better than Hocus Pocus 2. It was bad, but Does it was... Does Hocus Pocus 2 have a plot? It sounds it's, like it's just them... It's the same plot as the first movie. Basically. I haven't seen Hocus Pocus since I was like five. They get brought back uh, on accident, start wreaking havoc on the town, sub to a bunch of teens to 
uh, fix everything. Hmm. Using the the book of the the book with the eyeball in it. The and, Necronomicon. I don't think they call it that. I think it's they just call it the spell book. The book. They don't really. They use the book of shadows. Minecraft. Some shit. <laughs> It was sign language, the Jerry Seinfeld book. If I did do it. Oh, I watched Lucas, too. I had a lot of stuff to say about Lucas, but I, we're really running along, so I think I'm going to have to cap it right here. All right. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Um, you know, what did we cover? That Wolverine. Was, that was great. We covered Wolverine. But before that, even, I mean, we, we talked about Seinfeld for half an hour. Yeah, how long is this? This is going to be like an hour and 15 minutes probably once I'm done cutting some stuff. Okay. How long have we been recording? Two hours? Uh, No. 45 minutes plus 30. Yeah, like an hour and 15 minutes. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Unless you want to do two today, but that's up to you. Nah. Nah. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Thanks for listening, gang. Gang, gang. <laughs>